morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's Dr. Jan Fortman with Relationship Matters TV. I hope everyone is having a beautifully blessed morning, afternoon, or evening. Um, I'm here right outside of Chicago, and we've had really, really nice weather, you know, like in the 50s. But tomorrow is supposed to snow. You know what they say, when you live in Chicago, you know, even if it's 90 degrees, you better have a jacket and some gloves and a hat and a coat or something with you because you never know what's going to happen with this weather. Well, I am really, really, really excited this evening to have my guest on the show tonight. Well, it's nighttime here in Chicago. Well, it's seven o'clock. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, I am really happy to have someone on that I really admire. And um, his, let's see, he's half of the team. His better half, and I can say that, <laughs> uh, won't be able to make it. But he's here, and I am so glad that he is here. So let me tell you about him. Scott Keesling the other half of the Nancy and Scott Keeslings. They are life and relationship coaches. They help people to build ultimate relationship with themselves first, because you know that's important, because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, you can't have it with anyone else. And they can have the, re you can, they will help you to have the relationships that you want and that you desire in your life. And they do it through adventure therapy that I really want to know about. And what happens with this adventure therapy, it helps people to overcome their self-doubt, their fears, and helps them to tap into their authenticity. Now, after two years of marriage, Scott was involved in an accidental explosion, and this resulted in some changes in his uh, relationship. So we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to bring him on right now. Okay, Dr. Jane, get your, get your um, mouse here together. <laughs> now. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> hey, Dr. Jan, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. And thank you for having us or me on the show. Yeah, uh, you're, you're better half. Now, see, if you were the woman, I'd probably say your other half. <laughs> Put you the man. So I'm going to say your better half. <laughs> she wasn't even able to make it, but I'm just happy to see you. Well, thank you very much. We're, I'm honored so to be here. I, oh, great. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, so just tell me just a little bit about you. Hmm. Where shall I start? Uh, so I grew up in New York. I spent 30 years in the film industry uh, until I had that unfortunate uh, incident that you spoke about a minute ago. Um, I have been a rock climbing instructor. I own a rock climbing gym. And that's really where uh, our adventure therapy started. Um, and now I'm a Tony Robbins taught coach. I went through the Robbins Madonna's uh, coaching program about eight years ago. Stop. Are you a fire walker? Uh, I am not. I am not. I am. Ah, oh, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Uh, I, I have been following Tony for about 25 years and um, have gotten to talk to him a few times. There's a there's a picture where am I over there of me and him. Uh, and he is my mentor. And it really it really pushed me into um, wanting to help other people. Uh, and and that's really where Nancy and I started to get into the relationship realm. Um, because after failed relationship, after failed relationship, I finally figured out it was me. 
Okay. So I know you said that about, you know, you have to love yourself and you have to have a relationship with yourself first. So, you, so how did you start with improving the relationship with yourself? Yeah, so I grew up in a, in a challenging household. Uh, and so I had uh, a certain set of beliefs as I grew up and as I become, you know, became a young man. And through my younger teenage years, I had some trauma. And again, that created a place uh, of sort of hiding, right? And, you know, maybe some of the listeners and, and the viewers can, can relate to this, but I began to sort of put on masks, one after the next, after the next, from all the different experiences that I was having in my life. And it was a form of protection, but it also created a character that was not authentic. Um, and what I mean by that is I grew up very empathetic. I, I'm a man with feelings. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I cry. I, you know, I have emotions. And as a young child, I really felt that very strongly. And it was, it was sort of taken away by my caretakers' belief systems right? Men shouldn't cry. Men shouldn't have emotions. And so fast forward to my mid twenties and I can't hold relationships. I can't, it, it just wouldn't work with anybody. And so when I took that look at me and I started to investigate why I had the same patterns replaying themselves in my life, it didn't matter what uh, what the girl looked like or where she was from or her education or anything didn't matter who she was. The outcome was the same. And so I began to see those patterns in myself and again, help to the coaches and the mentors that I had at the time that I finally started to listen and, and really absorb that you had to do the investigation on yourself. You had to find that self-love and self-worth to be able to attract in good relationships. So, so, so what did you do? You, you reached out to, so you knew that you needed to do something about your relationships. So you reached out to relationship coaches or was Tony Robbins the first one you reached out to, or you had different coaches? So I've had many coaches uh, okay. and mentors, and okay. one of my mentors, uh, his name is Chet Chester. Uh, he was probably the first man in my life to really teach me what it was to be a man, a, a real man in my eyes, right? Okay. To have emotion, to be able to have conversations, to not make it my way or the highway, to right all of these different things and. As he mentored me, I got to a point where I needed to go deeper. So then I worked with a coach in California who was actually an acting coach. And I learned really about human behavior and how we create this character that we become, which again is in our patterns, in the belief systems that we carry from our parents, our caregivers, our siblings, our aunts and uncles, right? We, as zero to 11 years old, we take on these beliefs. And so discreating those, um, I found my mentor and then my coach in California and then Tony Robbins. And that, uh, that really pushed me, you know, you know, Tony's teachings. Uh, and it just elevated me to a point of really diving in to find out why I tick the way I tick. Okay. All right. So once you found out and like the way you tick and you improved yourself, is that when you met the love of your life? 
So, yeah, I, you know, after having failed relationship after failed relationship, I decided and I was, you know, I decided at that point, like, okay, I have to really find me. Like, who am I? What do I like? Uh, How do I want to be treated? How do I want to treat others and treat myself in a relationship? Right. What wouldn't I stand for in a relationship from myself again? Um, and so I took three and a half years off of dating, of, uh, one night stands of all of it. I just focused on me. Okay. And about three years into that journey, I really started to kind of feel like I was ready again. I was this new, authentic, true me. And I began to each morning say uh, uh, a little manifestation um, prayer, if you will. Uh, And so every morning I would get up and I would say, when it's time, I want to meet the most beautiful woman who just wants to be my friend, who doesn't want anything to do with me in an intimate or relationship way, except for a friendship. And, and here's why I developed this incantation. I had never been friends with a woman. I had always had an ulterior motive. And I wanted to learn what it was like to have this, this relationship, this friendship without any of the, well, I need to be this so she'll like me, right? Because that was big for me. I was a chameleon, turned into whatever they wanted me to be so that they would be with me. Um, And so after about six months of that incantation, I met Nancy. All right. Listen out there, folks, (laughs) who are looking for that one. Okay. And, you know, here's what we, one of the things that we talk about with our clients, it's, we would have never been what we are at any other time prior to the day we met. And the reason for that is because I wasn't ready, right? I wasn't the man that she needed me to be to attract in that person. Uh, We have to become that authentic us. We have to become the person we want them to love and drop the patterns and the habits and the beliefs and the the filters we look through. Um, And I got my wish. Wow, wow. You know, there's a particular person whose name I'm not going to call, but uh, I'm just going to make sure that he sees if he's not looking this evening that he's he, he, yeah <laughs> that's all I gotta say <laughs> right oh my goodness that that is so wonderful so a question came in already a Sandy Bernie and it says was she ready did she just want friendship yeah so uh it's a it's actually a, a fun story um so I was working on a movie called Where the Millers in in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. And I stepped out of the building that we were filming and it's a little apartment building. And I stepped out onto the street and there was this girl across the street with this beautiful German shepherd. And I love dogs. I've had dogs my whole life. I love big dogs. And so I crossed the street and I said, hey, would you mind if I said hello to your dog? And she said, oh, my dog doesn't like anybody. And I said, well, would you mind if I gave it a shot? And the dog's name was Layla. And I petted her. And she just loved on me. And Nancy and I got to talking. And one of the first things she said to me that day, we had just met. And she said, you know, I'm not looking to, like, go out with anybody. And I was like, well, I, I literally just came over to say hello to your dog. 
And we filmed in Wilmington for about five months. And every time that we were filming in the downtown area, Nancy would be in the crowd, right? She would be one of the onlookers. And I'll share a little secret because Nancy's probably going to leave a comment somewhere on here. I, I think she was stalking me. Okay. It turns out she was stalking, not stalking, but watching Jennifer Aniston in the movie. And okay. what she got to find out later is that, so every time she was in the crowd, I would come out and I would say hello. And we would talk and it, it got to the point where we had coffee and we, we really became great friends. Um, but what she found out later, she thought it was always a coincidence that I knew she was there. But we have little radios that we wear at work. And uh, some of the guys would say, hey, your stalker's here. And I'd go out <laughs> here. <laughs> so, how long, so how long were you all together before you got married? So we were friends for a year uh, before okay. we started to date. Uh, okay. And then we dated for two years. And I just, I knew, I just, I knew, I knew earlier on uh, okay. that I was going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Uh, okay. And so two years into our, our dating uh, at Christmas, I asked her to marry me. Oh, wow. And she said, yes, that's so wonderful. <laughs> so now... Um, I read in your bio, you, you were married and then you had an accident and, um, and it's, it's, you, it, you had vertigo, you had a, a lot of things that happened to you, dramatic things that happened to you physically afterwards. So was that a, a strain on your relationship or did it change it in any kind of way? Yeah. You know, I think, I think it was both, um, okay. you know, from my perspective, it, you know, I was sort of the, the man of the house, right? I, I had a great job. I opened doors for her. I drove her where we wanted to go. I, you know, I, I like doing for her. Uh, you know, I cook, I do dishes, I clean. Right. And she doesn't cook, so it worked out that I do cook. Uh, and that all changed in a moment, in a moment, right? Our whole life changed to me having a brain injury and her having to become the caretaker and do all of everything, uh, including taking me for walks. Um, and in the beginning, it was a couple of yards, you know, a couple of feet. Uh, and then it was the parking lot and then it was up the street and then it was around the block. Um, and you know, that put strain on her to become that caretaker. Okay. Uh, we, we were very blessed to really have a toolbox full of strategies to be able to not fall into a trap or a, or a, a dysfunction of, you know, our marriage falling apart or me staying on the couch or, you know, there's so many other ways it could have gone, but because we had the tools and strategies to really communicate, to really, um, really show each other what we were feeling and going through. Right. I had identity loss in the sense of, my identity was tied to my job, right? I made movies. Um, okay. I, was, I was successful. Um, my identity was tied to that. So I didn't only lose that. Every day I went to work, I was around about 115 people every day and communicated and collaborated with those people. Uh -huh. And now it was just me and her, right? I, on a couch, uh, being told that, I'm never going to walk straight again. I'm never going to speak correctly again. Um, you know, I'm always going to be dizzy and the world's going to be upside down for me. And again, I go back to the tools and the toolbox we have. 
of not listening not only to our own limiting beliefs, but other people's limiting beliefs, including doctors. Um, okay. And finding ways to alternative ways to heal myself so that our marriage could be that much stronger today than it was yesterday. Okay. All right. So, so you use these toolbox, this toolbox that you had. So, so what made you, you all decide that you would do that? You know, you could help other people. Yeah. Great, great question. Uh, not only from the, the coaching we had done before and the, all the work we did on ourselves to change the outcomes of our relationships, but then we got to see it actually like work in one of the hardest times in a relationship. Um, and so really seeing that and deciding that, you know, I'm never going to really go back to the other business what could we do to help others? What could we do to, to take people that may be in a situation like this, um, maybe in a good relationship and they just want it better. Uh, maybe they're single and they have everything they want and they just can't seem to grasp that great relationship. The tools and strategies that we used are what we used to become who we were to attract each other. Okay. So, really diving deep into those and seeing the changes that we could have, seeing how we could make that situation beneficial. We could see the gift in it. We could grow through it together and come out stronger on the other side. Um, we really wanted to share that with people. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I just want to do this right quick. I don't know how I can communicate with this person. It's a LinkedIn user, and she just sent me a message. Says she just popped on, but for some reason she can't hear me. And I'm not gonna go to LinkedIn. Um. Uh, so, oh well, I let her know. Whoever I, it just says LinkedIn user, you know, it doesn't say the name of the person. So I don't know why they're. You know, technology is great when it works. Yep. yep for sure. <laughs> because some someone else came in first and said, Well, I can't see you, but now they can see me. So I don't know. But anyway, so what I want to do, Scott, is just take a quick break and then I want to go into the kind of coaching that you do. This that you and Nancy do, this adventure coaching. Because I saw a couple of things and I thought, I can't do that. <laughs> but but I, I'm really interested in that. So so we're going to be right back and we're going to find out what adventure retreats and adventure coaching is. It's, it's really something very unique. And uh, so don't go away. We're going to be right back. So I got to take a quick break and uh, we're going to come right back with Scott Keesling.
we are back from our little break and we're going to go right back with Scott Keesling. So you saw some really great promo videos. If you feel that you need a promo video for your book or for your services or your products, then just reach out to me, Jan for now, 125 at gmail.com. And what I'll do is I'll put uh, my email address up a little later, but I want to hurry up and get back to Scott. So, Scott, adventure coaching and adventurous retreats. Tell us about that. So, you know, our coaching is really about rewiring the brain, right? And taking it from the state that it's in to a really adventurous mindset. And what we mean by adventurous mindset is being open to the idea of new perspectives, of new communication, of new language around in our relationships, and really doing that investigation on self to be your true authentic self, to attract in that partner that you truly want, or to build a better relationship, right? And once we work on that mindset, just like Tony Robbins, we want to tie in that physiology, right? You talked about the firewalk earlier uh, in the program. And what we do is very similar, um, but we do things like waterfall rappelling, whitewater rafting, horseback riding, hiking in the jungle with monkeys and toucans. And that adventure doesn't have to start there in a jungle, right? It can start right in your hometown, in your backyard. Um, you know, some of our clients, the adventure is walking around their block or finding a park in their neighborhood. Um, but when we tie that physiology into that new mindset, into that adventurous mindset, we make a true complete change. Um, and any of you that have done the firewalk know what I'm talking about. So within those adventures, there's, there's coaching the whole time. And what we're doing is we're, we're really uncovering that old belief system. We're getting to the root cause of the patterns and habits that we live out of that give us the outcomes in our lives that we don't want. And once we begin to practice that, we learn the tips and tools and strategies to be able to create this change and then we practice and why do we practice because this is a lifestyle change we have been practicing the old patterns for as long as you've been alive however old you are that's how long you've been living in those patterns so what patterns do we like what patterns and habits don't we like are they empowering or are they disempowering and so as we as we uncover those root causes, we're able to, you're able to really change the idea, the meaning that we give the belief, the belief itself. And that creates a space for new choices. And when we make new choices out of a new habit and pattern, we get tremendous change, very different outcomes in our life and our relationships. Okay, so I saw that white water rafting, and then I saw waterfalls. So, how? First of all, what if you're not the outdoorsy type, and what if you like? Uh, I could not see myself white water rafting. Number one, I don't know if I could still swim, and then number two, I think I'd be afraid of drowning. Anyway. And so how do you get people to do something that's really out of their comfort zone? I could see walking around the block, you know, or something like in your own neighborhood. But how do you get people to do something that's really way out of their comfort zone? So we really start with one degree shifts, right? Small, small 
uh, incremental steps that build the pathway to you being able to and wanting to come on an adventure therapy retreat. Um, and the way that we do it is again, we, we coach and really find the root cause and that belief. So there's a belief uh, that came from the language that you just used, right? I'm not sure if I could swim anymore. Uh, all of those pieces are where we would start on our coaching calls. We would start with that language that you use subconsciously that comes out in conversation. And then we would discreate the beliefs about whether you could swim or not, whether you would need to swim or not. Uh, right. Because it's, you know, we're not going over waterfalls in the whitewater raft. Uh, so we, you know, we haven't had a client fall out yet, uh, but it's really just creating those beliefs uh, around fears that, you know, you, because you've never done it, there's some fear there. So we would start with those one degree shifts um, and really build the new belief system with that adventurous mindset. And as we do that, one degree shift at a time, one, one stepping stone at a time, by the time it's, we're ready to go on the retreat, oh, you're ready. Like you're ready to tackle it. Just like that firewalk, you're ready to get out there and really do things that you never believed you could. And when we do that, when we conquer that waterfall, when we conquer that, that whitewater rafting, we get to lock that in, right? Not only into the memory that, oh yeah, I did that, but into that empowering part of us that, that creates the new authentic you who believes you can conquer anything. And then we take that out into our life, into our relationships, into our work, and we have more productivity, we have more connection, we have more love, uh, we have more variety, we have, you know, it really hits on all of the cylinders to really create this, this person who now believes like, wow, I can do anything. I can ask for that raise. I can talk to my partner about things in the bedroom. I can, right, we can, we can step out of our comfort zone more and more once we really conquer those pieces. But it all begins with small one degree shifts that build into, right? If, so I used to live on a sailboat. And when you're sailing, you're not looking at the compass the whole time, right? I'm not focused just on the compass. I'm focused on everything that's going on with the sails and the boat and maybe making lunch. And we're gonna get off course, right? We're gonna get off course, just like we do in life. And when we look at that compass, we go, oh, I'm off course. But instead of panicking or not realizing that we're off course, we just shift a little bit. We shift just a little. And it seems very small in that moment. But when we look at a length of distance or a length of time, that one degree shift becomes very, very big. And that is what builds that authentic self to be able to enjoy and conquer one of our adventure therapy retreats. Well, and you remind me of Tony Robbins in a sense, in, in that uh, for people who don't know what the firewalk is, that is walking over hot coals without being burned <laughs> and and he does build you up to that and you know uh because i remember i'm not gonna do that no <laughs> but then it kept going and they kept going and kept no you can do it you can do it you can do it and you're right when i did walk over the coals and i'm telling people it it you know it's real because when you see them pouring those hot coals in there it's like i'm not doing that you know, and, and there are some people who in the middle of it, they lose that and then their feet, they burn, you know, 
but but I did feel like if I can walk over some hot coals, I can do anything. So I can see you 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 know why why you coming from that that level so to speak. So now if it's a married couple, what if only one of the partners wants to do this and the other one doesn't? Mm, great question. So one of the things that we talk to with couples a lot is that, you know, and we do run across that where one partner wants to build the better relationship and the other partner might not be so invested, if you will. And, you know, what we have found is that it, it truly only takes one partner to better the relationship. And you can take the tools and strategies that we give into your relationship. And what it does is, you know, you get that ripple effect, if you will. It's like dropping a stone in a pond. You get that ripple effect. And when you do the work, you know, we hear a lot from, from couples that one partner does this or doesn't do that or always does this or always does that. And we get into the blame game. And one small thing that we can change is the language that we use in that relationship. And one partner can change that language from the you language. You do this. You always do that. You never do that. You're always this or that. And we can change that to the I language. And what I mean by that is it can be, I feel in this experience this way. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just simply stating the way that I feel in this situation. And what that does is it does two things. First, it doesn't bring up the walls of your partner. When we play the blame game, your partner shuts down. You may have experienced this in a relationship once or twice, but yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we get into the blame game, we shut down. When we get into that I language of, hey, this is how this experience is making me feel. There is a very different beginning to this conversation. And it gives your partner the opportunity to rise up. It gives your partner the opportunity to have a different conversation because we began it in a different way. And that ripple effect can go into every part of our relationship until all of a sudden, your partner is like, wow, I want to do more of what you're doing. This has been great, right? Maybe there's, maybe there's more intimacy because of it. Uh, maybe there's better communication and things are smoother because of it. Now, that doesn't mean we don't fall back into old patterns or things don't get triggered up. But when we teach this, it's, it's all about awareness and having the awareness that, oh, I'm in that you game. I'm in that you never, you should, you shouldn't language again. And if we can catch that, when we catch that, we take a pause, we take a breath. Maybe we walk away for a moment. And then we come back with that I language in a calmer state so that that conversation, that pattern that we have takes a different turn and has a different outcome. Okay. All right. So a question came in here. Uh, in your coaching, how much do you think that religion plays in a relationship? And then uh, the person put common, commonality in parentheses. Mm, yeah. So, so yeah. I think that that Commonality is, a, is an important thing in a relationship for certain aspects. Um, I think that it's, I believe that it's okay to have different beliefs, right? And, and that's the, the piece that we really work on are the beliefs behind the, the communication and the building of this relationship. So, you know, if, if one person is very religious and one is not, or they're two different religions, then how can we, how can we meet at a place where 
it's not about your religion is right and my religion is wrong or your belief is right and my belief is wrong. Where can we meet where I can see your perspective and you can see my perspective? And that doesn't mean that we have to agree on that perspective. Now, we have an exercise that we call the three-column list. And it's a list of what we don't want in a relationship, what we do want in a relationship, and what we won't stand for from ourselves in a relationship. And what this exercise helps us to do is build boundaries. So I would never tell someone that your religion, you know, shouldn't be a boundary or couldn't or wouldn't or, right? That's up to each individual. Um, you know, I, I am a very spiritual person. Uh, I believe in God. I believe in the creator. I also believe in the universe and manifesting and that I'm part of it, that I get to co-create with God. And I wanted in my little three column list, one of the things I wanted was someone who was spiritual as well as religious, right? That there wasn't this solid drawn line. Mm -hmm. So for me, that became a non-negotiable. Okay. And, and that's how we sort of work through what that can be. Okay. So uh, what is the biggest obstacle in repairing relationships? Hmm, great question. What is the biggest obstacle? Uh, I would say it's the individual's mindset and belief system. Um, because if there's a belief that it's the other person's fault, if there's a belief that I can't change or they can't change and they're not willing to really dive into that belief and see why they have it, understand where it comes from. Uh, you know, so like my mentors have always said, you know, the biggest obstacle to overcome is your own mind. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're right about that. And, and that's that self-love and that self-talk. So now do people come to you, let's say their personal relationships are fine, but in their professional lives, they can't seem to form any kind of positive lasting relationships. Yeah. What do you do? Is that the, do you do the same things with them or? Yeah, um, okay. because all relationships are built on the same foundation. Okay. Self. Okay, right. And we go, oh, that person's this or that at work and they don't get it and they don't do this and they don't. So again, it comes back to, okay, what, you know, what beliefs are there? What is that self-talk? What is that story that they tell themselves uh, about that situation? But the foundation is the same. The tools are the same. So it doesn't matter if it's, if it's with your kids, if it's with your employee, employers, your coworkers, uh, your intimate relationship, or co-parenting. Um, the skills and the, the strategies and the tools are exactly the same. Okay. Now I have a, a, a question that came in here from Gwen Dunbar relating back to what you said before. How do you know when you know a person well enough? What if things are not compatible? Should you compromise if the good outweighs the bad? Mm. So again, uh, I go to the the belief of in I don't really like the word compromise. Okay. Okay. And be, here's why when we compromise, our subconscious is telling us that we gave something up and because we put a meaning on that word. And when our subconscious believes that it's giving something up, we get resentful. And if we get resentful, then we go down, we, we make choices from that place of resentment. If we see somebody's perspective 
and can have a conversation around that, uh, then we can find out how compatible we truly are. Um, and again, it comes back to that three column list I was talking about. Where are the non-negotiables and which ones are we willing to um, let go of, right? If it's, if it's a non-negotiable and these certain things are my non-negotiables, then, and the other person, uh, so one of my non-negotiables is I'm not going to be with a drug addict, let's say. Okay, let's use that as an example. So if somebody is, you know, uh, using and, and abusing and, and that, then there's not a compromise in there for me, right? There's not a, it's fine if that's their journey, but that's not going to be part of the relationship that I build. So it's really looking at and understanding what we truly want in that relationship, what we are uh, what our non-negotiables are in it and how we communicate that with each other from the very start. Um, and if it's a long-term relationship and there's pieces in there that there's resentment over, then we have, we have ways to work through that resentment and really we call it the clean slate method, uh, clean that slate so that we're starting in a fresh point with, new communication with forgiveness um, and with really letting go of the, the, the ties that hold us in that place. Um, so, you know, there's, it's different for each person. It's very personalized in that sense. Um, and I hope that answers your question. So, uh, uh, Kiana asked, I, uh, she says, what are the three things on the list? So, Say that again about the three, the three columns. Yeah. So in the first column, it's what I, what I don't want in another relationship, right? We've all looked back and said, oh, I don't want this and I don't want that. And so we can, we make that list. And then the center column is what do I want in a relationship? What do I want in an enlightened relationship? And that first column sort of helps with that second column, right? Because the things we don't want can really uh, shine a light on the things that we do want. And then the third column, which I felt like for me was the most important. And it was what I won't stand for from myself again in a relationship. And I'll give you an example of what was on my third list there. The number one thing, and this is going to be hard to believe, I know, uh, was I was very silent in relationships. I didn't speak up. Uh, and it didn't matter what was going on. I only had the conversation in my head. And I would, I would play it. Oh, well, this and that. And, but I never actually had the conversation. So you could see why my relationships would fail. <laughs> so one of the things on that list of what I wouldn't stand for again from myself was to ever be silent in from my authentic self. Uh, if I feel it, I say it, and I have a conversation. Uh, and and that is what that three-column list is. And I, I actually had it on my refrigerator when I began to date again. Um, and I would come home from dates, and I would look at it and go, okay, where did I, where did I cross my own boundaries? Where did I let someone else cross boundaries with communication or whatever was on the list? Um, and it really helped to develop that deeper practice of who I authentically was and the type of relationship I was willing and wanted to have. You know, that third column is very important. I never thought about that third column. When my husband and I got married, we just we had i guess one column <laughs> because it was what we wanted in the relationship but we never did we never said what we didn't want and we definitely didn't think of uh what would i not stand for myself and i think that's really 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 important you know i told you this hour is going to go back 
quickly. So if you all have any more questions, you better shoot them in right now because we only got, what, five minutes to go. So, so what is the worst case that you saw and how long did it take you to repair that relationship with mm. these two people? Yeah. So it, the minute you said it, the, the, that client came to mind, right? Uh, okay. So we had a, a, a client who is a very, uh, very prominent person. And the, their relationship at home was so incredibly toxic. Um, everything was a fight. Everything was an argument. No matter, he, you know, there were times he just would hang out at work, even though he had nothing to do just to not go home. Um, and the, the, the amount of toxicity that was going on actually was seeping into the children. So the children, they have a boy and a girl, and you could see the modeling of the adults in the kids and in the way they spoke to their parents and the way their parents allowed it. It was, it was a, a mess, if you will, right? And I don't like to judge everybody's on their own journey. And, but the, the client said, like, it's a mess. I need help. I've got to, I, he, you know, he was not in a place where he wanted to walk away from his family. Uh, so he wanted uh, uh, some sort of different outcome. And like I said, it takes one partner uh, to get that ripple effect going. And in, th in three months, 90 days, uh, he was well on his way to a calmer, safer, better relationship in their household. All right. That's wonderful. So let's talk about your workshop. Put it up here. Oh, yeah. So, so this, right. work, this workshop is for singles and couples. And we're going to go over communication and, uh, you know, ending the drama cycle and, you know, so many different pieces, uh, warning signs and love languages and communication styles and communication strategies that actually work. Uh, and so this workshop is on February 5th. And what I'd like to do is give your audience a promo code uh, that I just put in the chat. And this will give everybody like 75% off uh, of, our, of our workshop. Um, so it, okay. it, it ends up very reasonable uh, to be able to come to join us. Say that again. You said how much off? What did you say? How much off again? Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. And we wanted to do that for your audience uh, so that they had no reason not to show up, right? How much is your relationship worth? How much is it worth to really find that one, that, that, that person that you've been searching for or make that relationship that much better? Um, this workshop is going to give you the tools and strategies to do that. Um, so I, I really hope that you join us. Uh, we look forward to having everybody and it's going to be a great workshop and it's, it's a workshop. So you're going to do, there's things you're going to do. You're going to put in the work, uh, but it's going to give you the outcomes that you've been looking for. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's the promo code people relationship matters. That ought to be easy <laughs> to remember. For 75% off his workshop. So just go to eventbrite.com and you will see enlightened workshop, enlightened relationship workshop for singles and couples tickets. So take a screenshot or, you know, if you don't know how to take a screenshot, which I just learned when people said take a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> what to do i thought take the camera but anyway <laughs> it's also on our website and our social media platforms uh so you can you can type it in and you'll find it thank you so much 
Scott, this has been wonderful. I've learned so much and I am going to, my husband's sitting right over here. So we're going to do these three columns, <laughs> especially that, that last column. That, I, that just, to me, that's just so outstanding. And uh, oh, what did Kiana say? You can't see the chat. I know Kiana because it's a private chat. <laughs> but the promo code is relationship matters. And so you can just go to nancykeesley.com and then you will see the link to the workshop. And, yep, and uh, relationship so Yep, use relationship. Okay. Kiana says, great session. Great. Okay, all right. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, thank you, Kiana. Yes, it, it, it was, it was great. So, I uh, really learned so much. I, you have brought so much value to my audience, and I want everyone to go to your websites website scottnancykeesling.com so scott don't go anywhere i'm going to we're going to go off but i want you to stay because i got something to ask you it's personal okay <laughs> okay all righty this has been amazing it's 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 you know, I have guests on and sometimes, you know, they, they really, I know they really, really, really speak to my audience and, and really, really, really speak to me. So I, I just want to thank all of you who, who listened and or who watched. And I hope that you got great value. I know that you got great value from this episode with Scott Keesling. So what I'm hoping is that you will join me again next week for another episode of Relationship Matters because there are all kinds of relationships and all kinds of relationship matters and we all relationships do matter. And you must remember, all relationships are valuable. So I will see you again next week on the Relationship Matters show. Bye-bye.